Hi, everybody. Welcome to Eagles 360 on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Dave Spadaro, Bo Wolf, the Eagles, and the Seahawks preparing to clash on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. I've been saying this all week. The litmus test, Bo. You with me on that? Yeah, but we've sort of said that. I know every week is a litmus test. Every week is a litmus test. What I love about the NFL. I think it's for the number two seed in the NFC. How about about this? That's not bad. How about the litmus test for the Eagles' offense to find out against going against the best defense in the NFL? You really get a sense of where the Eagles are offensively in December in the stretch run here. There's no question about that. Three points allowed in each of the last two games for the Seahawks. We will see how Mark Sanchez and this offensive line and the running game can do against the Seahawks. We've got your busy schedule for you today. Great show. And, of course, we're going to check in on Chip Kelly and all those reports, those rumors about the University of Florida being interested in him. Chris McPherson has everything happening at the NovaCare Complex. Our Eagles 360 update presented by Sports Authority. Chip Kelly has the Eagles in first place in the NFC East. Should Eagles fans be concerned that he might jump ship and take a job at the University of Florida and go back to the college ranks? He dismissed any rumors as silly on Wednesday. Nope. I want to get it out of the way. No. I think things that are false are, are silly. You know, I, I've been very happy everywhere I've been, and I'm happy being here now. So Coach, if people are going to have rumors about where you're going to go and all those other things, that, like I said, in a lot of situations, no one's ever asked me. Running back LaShawn McCoy needs only 48 yards to set the new all-time franchise record for rushing yards in a career. He hopes to do so this Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks, but of course they boast the league's number one defense. McCoy, however, is coming off his best performance of the year in the win over the Dallas Cowboys. It's something cool, though. It really is. I, I didn't imagine uh, when I got drafted here that I could potentially have a chance to um, hold a rusher record as an eagle. So that's something big. That's something I'm looking forward to. I think the main goal is just to win the game, obviously, but in the way of doing that, I would love to accomplish that. Wide receiver Jerry Macklin has faced some of the league's best cornerbacks. In fact, his best game of the season came in Arizona against all-pro cornerback Patrick Peterson. This Sunday, he looks to contend with Seattle's Richard Sherman. Macklin previews the matchup. I mean, you watch you watch tape, you know, over anybody they've played. You know, obviously, you see uh, plays being made here and there. Uh, you know, one thing about this football league is everybody's here for a reason. You know, so I, I like my chances against anybody. You know, we we got you know respect for the secondary. You know, obviously with Earl kind of leading the way, and you got Sherman, so uh, they're very talented on the back end. Enough about Seattle's defense. They have a quarterback who runs a zone read arguably better than any in the NFL in third-year man Russell Wilson. The Eagles are fully aware of his talents and know how good he is at executing that zone read. You got a spot. It depends on what you're doing. You're either you're spying the quarterback or you, there's a guy spying the quarterback or there's a guy spying the running back. You know, and you got to, like I said, everybody's got to do their job. And as long as everybody did their job, uh, you, you, you can, you can, uh, you can, you can eliminate them. A quick note about the injury report, Nick Foles with a collarbone is out once again. Two players, Cody Parkey and Chris Polk, were limited for the Eagles. That will do it for this edition of the 360 Update presented by Sports Authority. Let's send it back inside the studio for more with Dave and Bo. Thank you very much, Chris. A little later in the show, ESPN Sao Paulo comes by the studio and breaks down the Eagles and the Seahawks. And, of course, he'll have all of his statistics and his keys to the game. And, I mean, we like perspectives, Bo. That's why Cover 2 is such a good feature. That's right. Every week on Cover 2, we bring in some of the local or national guys covering this Eagles team. On the other side, Chris McPherson will sit down with Les Bowen of the Philadelphia Daily News and Elliot Shore Parks of NJ.com to talk about what's next for this Eagles team as they enter the final quarter of the season. 
all season long, stop into your local Acme markets and purchase the Eagles item of the week. When you do, you'll receive a receipt code making you eligible for the Swoop In and Win sweepstakes. Just go to swoopinandwin.com and enter the code today. It's your chance to win Eagles tickets, Eagles Pro Shop and Acme gift cards, and Eagles autographed merchandise. Acme Markets, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. The moment we dare to imagine is the moment progress begins. In a flash, the inconceivable becomes every day. Imagine someone doing the same for healthcare. At Jefferson, we've brought together some of the brightest minds in medicine, in research, and innovation, resulting in advancements that will touch lives in amazing ways. You might not see how a health sciences university, an academic medical center, and spectacular collisions of imagination can change your future, but you will. We welcome you back. It's Eagles 360, Dave Spadaro, Bo Wolf. Time for a little cover two. That's right. <laughs> which, which is interesting because the Seahawks don't play cover two. That's right. They, they play, play cover, cover three. three. And we'll find out whether ESP really can see into the future. Elliot Shore Parks and Les Bowen talking about the Eagles. Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome to this week's Cover 2 here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Hope you all had a wonderful holiday weekend. And to break down the win over Dallas and preview the matchup with the Seattle Seahawks this Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field, I brought in Les Bone from the Philadelphia Daily News and Elliot Shore Parks from NJ.com. Les, what was the biggest surprise in your estimation about the beatdown that the Eagles laid at the hands of the Cowboys this Thursday? Biggest surprise was the Eagles' defense, and along with that, how limited Tony Romo was, and I'm not taking anything away from the Eagles, but I don't think anybody covered that angle going into the game. He'd been dealing with this back injury, but he'd been playing really well. The three days between that game at the Giants and, and this game, really, he was a shell of himself. He was going down three steps before rushers got to him. He was throwing the ball, you know, with, without a good platform and follow through. Uh, he was not uh, the Tony Romo that you've seen most of the 2014 season. And the Eagles' defense was just uh, 10 points for the Cowboys. I, was, I, I would never have dropped that in a million years. Elliot, at the same time, the tempo that the Eagles' offense has, especially early in the game with Mark Sanchez, how important do you think that's going to be moving forward for the Eagles if they're going to want to get as far as they want to go this season? I mean, I think it's going to be huge. And, San and Sanchez has said himself that he likes the tempo. And when he was with New York, his favorite style of offense they ran was the hurry up. And I think that's why you're seeing him be so efficient. I mean, look against Dallas. He had a, he had a good game, not taking anything away from him. But he only ended with, I believe, 209 passing yards, something like that. He was very efficient, just getting the ball quickly out to the person in the flat. I mean, even his 50-yard pass to Macklin was a short pass. But it's still, you know, it was a nice touch pass. It was the right read. You don't always have to bomb it 50 yards down the field, especially in this offense, because Chip likes to get his players in space where they have the ability to run after the ball. Less same thing in terms of the tempo and how important will that be for the Eagles moving Oh, forward. I think that is Sanchez's biggest uh, plus in the what we presume will be some sort of evaluation vis-a-vis -vis Nick Foles at some point. 
the tempo thing. I think as a veteran quarterback, and that has surprised me because I really didn't see that coming when he took over for Foles. I didn't know that much about him. But I believe he'd made 62 starts before he got to the Eagles. And you can tell. I mean, he gets, he sees what the defense is doing. He gets the signal. He gets everybody lined up. He gets it going quicker than Nick did. I don't think he throws the ball. Any, I don't think he throws the ball as well as Nick does. But he gets that tempo, and that tempo is so crucial to what the Eagles want to do. And I think that's maybe more important to Chip than, than making all the throws. I'll, I'll disagree with Les on that point, though. I do think Sanchez has shown very nice touch on the ball, which is big in this offense, because I mentioned Chip likes to get his guys running in space and moving. And I think where Nick struggled this year was hitting players in stride and yeah. allowing them, maybe overall, but this but season especially. But Mark threw two passes over 20 yards. Yeah. And it looked like in the red zone, they just didn't really want to trust it to his arm. They kept you know, on the ground, throwing outside. Mm -hmm. They really didn't want him to throw a pick in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, I really don't think he – I think with Nick, they, they did more stuff uh, in the passing game. Maybe they had to because the running game wasn't working that well. True. Less favorite matchup that you're looking forward to watch this Sunday? Ah, Marshawn Lynch, I guess, against uh, Fletcher Cox and the boys up front. You know, Lynch – obviously, they've already played DeMarco Murray, who's the top rusher in the league, but Lynch is the hardest runner in the league. Sean McCoy said that last night on his radio show that it's the hardest guy to bring down. And then people started on Twitter talking about Rob Gronkowski. And, uh, he's talking yeah, about running backs. Just, exactly. you know, running backs. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is, is the beast and uh, you know if you stop him, I, their offense right now, they've gotten rid of Percy Harvin. I think you stop Marshawn Lynch, you stop the Seahawks. Elliot, favorite matchup you're looking forward to I'm looking to forward to seeing uh, Jeremy Macklin and uh, Richard Sherman. I mean, the last time Macklin faced arguably the best cornerback in the league, everyone sees it's Sherman or Patrick Peterson. Sherman or Patrick Peterson. We all remember what he did against Arizona. So I think Macklin takes these as personal challenges. He's not a big talker like Sherman, but he, he gets up for these moments, and it's going to be key because he's the fourth most targeted wide receiver in the league and Sherman's second in targets, I believe. So something's going to have to give this weekend. And Sherman's really picked it up. You know, there yeah. were some, some weeks there where people were really picking on him a little mm -hmm. bit, but all of a sudden that's gone away. He's just uh, lights out again. Well, two interceptions and a win for the Seahawks over the Niners. Now, Les likes the Eagles. Elliot. It feels like every week I can't commit to the Eagles because <laughs> – <laughs> I didn't think they'd beat Dallas. So, I didn't you know, either. You, uh, so I didn't pick the Gallops, but you know what? I think I am going to pick them this week. They, they proved a lot, of, a lot to me uh, against Dallas, and they're at home, and they're very hard to beat at home. All right, he's Ellis Shore Parks from NJ.com. He's Les Bone from the Philadelphia Daily News. I'm Chris McPherson, and thank you very much for joining us in this week's edition of Cover 2 on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Well, that's what two local guys thought about this Eagles team. How about one big national guy, Well, Dave? Sal Powell wants the Eagles to win because if the Eagles win, he gets to cover this team more and stay local. Just kidding. He doesn't care who wins the games. But he does find this matchup extremely intriguing, and we'll find out what he thinks about the Eagles and the Seahawks when Eagles 360 returns. SEPTA is the way to get to games. I love taking the subway down there because I feel like I'm, you know, with all fans. Everybody's got their gear on. People are chanting and cheering on the train before you even get to the station. There's a sense of camaraderie because Philly loves their sports teams. It's really fun. It's Philadelphia.
free Dunkin' Donuts medium hot or iced coffee the day after an Eagles win with the Dunkin' Mobile app. Eagles win? You win! America runs on Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. When I was a little kid, I thought riding Scepter was just the coolest thing. I thought, I'm on this big piece of metal blazing down these tracks. There's people ringing bells above me, there's honking going on, there's trees flying by. It's fantastic. We welcome you into the studio. Dave Spadaro joined by ESPN. Sal Palatonio, Eagles, Seattle. What a ball game on Sunday. Yeah, back to back to back. Great yeah. ball games for us to cover on ESPN. We can go Dallas Seattle, Dallas, and, and this is the biggest game, I think, to come down the pike here in a long time. Why? Super Bowl champions, they got a lot of big stars. There's so much history. You got two Pac-12 coaches squaring off against each other. You know, both of these coaches, there's, there's so many, there's so much ego involved for both of them, and I think it just, you know, it, 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 it transforms itself into a battle between coaches and quarterbacks, but I think the fans are really into this game. You go around the city, they're into it because it's Carroll against Chip Kelly. Right. It's Carroll's defense against Chip Kelly's offense, which I find the most intriguing matchup of the matchups. What gives here? The, the unstoppable force until they get into the red zone I, against the immovable I knew you object. were going to ask me that yeah. question, so I hit the way back machine, okay. went back, and I looked in 2009. Halloween up in Oregon. Yes. Chip Kelly versus Pete Carroll. Chip, One time. That's the only time. Chip, Chip Kelly ran the ball 49 times in that game, and they ran for 391 yards. Now, Jeremiah Masoli had 13 carries for 164 out of the quarterback position. Don't think Sanchez is going to Not going to happen. Right, right. But I do think the way to stop Pete Carroll's uh, defense is to run right at it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you'll see. This is a shady game, no question. And without Brandon Meebane in there, and Kevin Williams I know is playing well for Seattle, still there is a bit of a drop-off there. You lose your best defensive tackle. Well, there's that, plus the fact that their backup defensive ends are playing in Florida, in Tampa, Jacksonville. Uh, so they don't have the depth that they had last year where they could run different combinations of guys at you in the third and fourth quarter. So I think two things, the way you attack it, run the football and then tempo, 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 and without a doubt, this is where the tempo will really come into play. And here's the thing, it's a significant tactical advantage for Chip Kelly and the Eagles because you can't practice it during the week. You can't really simulate it during the week. And if you try, once you get into the game like Dallas, they're like, really? It goes this fast and it doesn't stop? And I think once the Cowboys realized that midway in the second quarter, that it wasn't going to stop and the Eagles were going to run that red-hot machine gun style offense all the way through the game, a demoralization sets in that they really can't catch their breath. The other thing is, I watched it over and over again, you don't sub very much. Yeah. And when you don't well, that's sub, okay. that's it. You don't sub very much, that dictates matchups. So you've got the significant tactical advantage and you dictate matchup through tempo. That's the way you beat Pete, Pete Carroll's offense. But you know, Sal, that you you know the Eagles are going to throw the football. You know they're going to try to get not chunk very much. plays. Not very much. You're going to run down the field, down the field, down the field, down the field. And on Thanksgiving, they had 45 rushes and 29 passes. With a, with a big, big, big lead at halftime. Yep, no so. question. 
so so that's a little bit different. But I, I, I there are going to be, my point. There are going to be times when Mark Sanchez will drop back and look for an open receiver. How do you see the matchup, Eagles receiving core against the Legion of Boom? Well, the design of Chip Kelly's offense is a good antidote for what they do, which is a cover three three defense where they have the safety over the top. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing a cover three defense. What's the way to attack? Crossing patterns underneath. Get guys caught up in the wash. Make sure with that misdirection. They did a great job with misdirection and boot action against the Cowboys. I think you'll see a lot of that uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. On the other side of the ball, Seattle is a run-first offense. Everything works off of the run with the beast, Marshawn Lynch, the mobility of Russell Wilson. You're Bill Davis. What kind of design are you putting in here? Mush rush. You know, the Eagles are still a top 10 blitzing team. They're blitzing 36% of the time, which just gets them right at the top 10. They've been around there all year long. Seattle, by the way, 23rd in blitzing. I think blitz numbers are important when you're attacking the quarterback now, especially because how difficult it is to play in the secondary, the way they're calling penalties. So I think they'll mush rush Russell Wilson. Wilson's very good, what, at running laterally behind the line of scrimmage to buy time like Fran Tarkenton. Very reminiscent of Tarkenton. So you're not going to blitz him very much. And their wide receivers are okay. They're pedestrian. They're not great. Same thing with their tight ends. Okay, pedestrian. Uh, the key is get him into third, second and third and long. You like the Eagles in this, don't you? It sounds to me like you're picking the Eagles in this uh, game. I am. First of all, they're 6-0 and oh at home. Mm-hmm. They're scoring 35 points a game. Second, third of all, I like coming here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a man. I do. You know, it's hard for me to pick against a team that's six and zero at home, David. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And you're scoring 35 points a game. They're not going to blow them out. This is not the Dallas Cowboys. You're not going to blow them out, but you're going to win the game. Sal Palantonio, you heard it from him. Eagles over Seattle on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. We thank you so much for joining us on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. When you get away from smartphones and video games and tablets, it's amazing what you can really plug into. This season, shop the brands you love, plus thousands of items on sale now. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. The moment we dare to imagine is the moment progress begins. In a flash, the inconceivable becomes every day. Imagine someone doing the same for healthcare. At Jefferson, we've brought together some of the brightest minds in medicine, in research, and innovation, resulting in advancements that will touch lives in amazing ways. You might not see how a health sciences university, an academic medical center, and spectacular collisions of imagination can change your future, but you will.
Sports Authority is proud to be the official sporting goods retailer of the Philadelphia Eagles. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. Dave Spadaro with you. Welcome back to Eagles 360. Time now to go to the fan cave where Bo Wolf has joined Chris McPherson and Fran Duffy talking about the NFC East. Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome to another edition of Bob's Discount Furniture Presents Around the NFC East. I'm joined by Bo Wolf and Fran Duffy, as always. So when are we going to call this uh, segment Eagles, the Kings of the Division, or, or so- something along those lines, where it's basically the Eagles' own the NFC East after their thrashing. I think you have to come up with a better name. Yeah, uh, we'll, I think we'll, the name, we'll the name. You're going to yeah. wor- you're gonna have to workshop it before I can you work- give us that. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah. You know, but we, we you know. How about atop the NFC East? That's a good one. That's good. That's not bad. There we go. So All let's right. do a rewind here. Bob's Discount Furniture presents atop the NFC East. We can probably make that You can probably, one. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the work of the Telestrator. <laughs> it's got the arrows. It works. Right. There we go. So, there we go. It works. So the Eagles dominate the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving, enjoying a holiday feast by a 33 to 10 margin. I mean, what was what was it like for you guys back here in Philadelphia? The atmosphere in uh, Arlington, Texas, was absolutely electric. There were tons of Eagles fans who greeted us at the team hotel. Plenty of Eagles fans in the stands. It, it was great in the fourth quarter. When I even made this joke on Twitter that you need to get pest control because all the cockroaches were, were leaving the facility at one time, just scattering around. And anytime the Eagles made a play, you heard cheers because all the Eagles fans. It's were a the good ones thought on Thanksgiving as you're trying to uh, finish your dinner. <laughs> Look, I mean, the, the Eagles came out and they took care of business. And we talked last week. Uh, one of the keys to the game, actually, for Bo came up with the kickoff show was uh, the defense coming out and you know talking or walking the walk after talking the talk uh, throughout the week and. Fletcher Cox and Benny Logan, those guys up front, they they walk the walk. And, you know, stopping the run was not just necessarily, obviously, DeMarco Murray had his fewest rushing yards of the season, but that was sort of because of both the game. But he also had his fewest yards per carry of the season. Yep. So even when they were running the ball, they were not running the ball as effectively as they have this season. Those guys, That front seven's been so good against the run all year, and, and they've proved to, to be the better unit, at least on Thanksgiving. We'll see what happens. In, Especially in against weeks. the stretch play. The yeah. stretch play, which we've seen multiple times throughout the course of the season, and the Eagles have been fantastic at stopping, and then you knew that's what Dallas was going to do, and they got away from it because of how unsuccessful they were. So, Eagles 9-3, we know their remaining schedule. Let's look at Dallas 8-4. and four. I mean, there's a chance that in two weeks' time, Sunday Night Football, the Eagles could be playing the Cowboys to clinch the NFC East. The only way that that's not the case is if the Eagles lose this week and the Cowboys win this week. Any other, any other scenario, the Eagles will be playing to clinch the division with the win over the Cowboys. Yeah, and it'll be uh it's going to be a big game regardless. I mean, even if we are if we do win the division that following uh that week, I mean, we're still trying to play for that number 1 seed, trying to play for the of second course. seed. So, uh Thanks New England for all of your help. Well, yeah. and I'll tell you what, that this week against the Seahawks, I'm, I'm I believe that this game is for the number 2 seed. I guess we'll devote the last 30 seconds or so to the Giants in Washington. Never, 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 never <laughs> count out touchdown Blake. <laughs> You got the Jaguars, Giants. baby. <laughs> Giants are 3-9 after blowing a 21 to nothing lead at the wow. end of Gus Bradley and Jacksonville Tom Jaguars. Tom Coughlin's homecoming. It was alumni day for the Jaguars. Tell you what, what a day. It was the biggest comfort behind win in Jags history. It's the first time that they scored. And here's the thing. Two of the touchdowns by the Jags wasn't, you know, Blake Bortles. It was the defense. 
Yeah, I mean, look, they're 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 in a rut, man. I mean, the the last win, the last win. When was when was their last win? It was before, before us. It was a week right? before they played it's the Eagles. Been, I mean, it's been a rough couple months. No, it's been it's been a rough couple months for the Giants. Jimmy Kemsky tweeted, uh, "The Giants haven't won since they stomped on the Eagles logo That's prior right. to that That's Sunday night point. game." Yeah, Washington got smoked by Indianapolis. Colt McCoy remains the starting quarterback. Defense is do we think? Do we it's... think? That, do we think that uh, that Tom Coughlin will be here next year? No, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. He's done a lot. He's won two Super he Bowls. He has won true. two Super Bowls. Yes! That is true. He, his yes! face gets redder than anybody yes! else. But yes! BT with a resounding What's, yes. Here, all right, here's a question. What's the bigger concern, the coach or the quarterback situation? Uh, I, I would say the general talent on the on the roster is a concern. But as we say every week, they do have the uh, the best young receiver in the game, probably. One of them, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a ton. There was a there was the new the newest clip was him cool. spinning the football yeah, yeah spinning the football it. in practice and then kicking a 32 yard field goal yeah pretty nice ODB shimmy shimmy ya there it is right on cue all right how about Washington three and nine they lose to Indy they have the Rams the Giants the Eagles and then Dallas well the Rams or Giants will get a win in that probably Cole McCoy looked good he moves that offense he's their best quarterback for sure playing in that offense right now yeah I mean I'll, you know but I haven't watched the game closely, but uh, just seeing you know the numbers and kind of watching from afar on TV, seeing the highlights, it seemed like he moved the ball better than RG3 had the previous couple weeks. The played, problem is they well couldn't stop. Good. I correct myself. The problem is they couldn't stop Andrew Luck, who had five or six touchdowns. It was a career high. I think it was five. Five, yeah, five touchdowns. Was five. Patrick Fitzpatrick had, six, had the six. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Yeah. So on Tough. that note, that is Bob's Discount Furniture presents a top the, the NFC East. East. Thanks for joining us. All right, thank you very much, guys. We've got a little bit more to get to here. Eagle 360 returns in just one moment. Don't go anywhere. Happy Eagles fans! When the Eagles win, you win. Score a free Dunkin' Donuts medium hot or iced coffee the day after an Eagles win with the Dunkin' Mobile app. Eagles win, you win. America runs on Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. NovaCare Rehabilitation is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. With 90 locations in the Delaware Valley, NovaCare maximizes the physical well-being in patients of all ages and abilities. Our team of medical professionals puts you back in your game after surgery or injury. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you. Call 1-800-770-NOVA. NovaCare, the power of physical therapy. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, 
bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. Welcome back to the set, Bo, and welcome back to Eagles 360. Bradley Fletcher, Eagles cornerback, uh, has come a long way along with this Eagles defense in two years. I mean, just think about it, Bo. When Chip Kelly came here, hired Bill Davis, Eagles had a 4-3 defense, changed it to a 3-4, lot of uh, issues early, ups and downs. I think this team's ready to go in a stretch run. Yeah, and of course, those guys on the outside, the cornerbacks, are asked to do so much in this defense, often playing on an island, and really, they've acquitted themselves pretty well. Bradley Fletcher and Kerry Williams doing a pretty good job. Yeah, and what is one of the keys to the success, the improvement of the Eagles defense? Bradley Fletcher says, it's the ability to communicate, as we find out here. Being in the second year within the system here, we're able to do a lot of different things defensively, show a lot of different looks different uh, blitz schemes and the, how to D-line stunts and just all kinds of different things that we can do uh, just with how familiar we are with each other and, and in our defensive schemes. We take a look now, Bo, at some of the offerings on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. You can check out my column on McCoy, poised to break the all-time franchise record for yards gained on the ground. Ray Dinger takes the other side here. Wilbert Montgomery, what a career he had soon to be passed by McCoy on the team's all-time rushing list. And fandomodium Tommy Lawler takes a big-picture look at head coach Chip Kelly. On the video side, press conferences from McCoy and Jeremy Macklin, our Eagles Insider podcast, and Seattle head coach Pete Carroll talks with the Philadelphia media. Tomorrow on PhiladelphiaEagles.com, five things to know with Chris McPherson. Our eagle eye breaks down the Seattle defense, number one in the league, and inside the numbers. Some stats to keep an eye on as the Eagles prepare for Seattle. On the video side, Chip Kelly's press conference is live for you. In the morning, in studio, the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. And behind enemy lines, Chris McPherson talks with Warren Moon from the Seattle broadcast booth. For Bo Wolf, I'm Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us on Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.